Hi everyone, we're the Sherpa Sisters from Malaysia. Azima, Amna and me, Aisha, hosts of the My English Matters podcast. After spending eight years in the UK as children, we know the importance of mastering a second language. So we created MyEnglishMatters.com as a platform to help second language learners learn to speak, write and communicate in English with confidence through our online courses, classes and workshops. To join our free course called Speaking with Confidence and get the latest updates about our programs, subscribe to our email list at MyEnglishMatters.com. And now, without further ado, let's get started. This episode is an audio replay of one of our live sessions on the My English Matters Facebook page. Because it was live and on video, you may hear us make reference to slides, notes or viewer comments. Hello there, Assalamualaikum. It's Azima from MyEnglishMatters.com. I have a question for you. Are tenses important? You can write in the chat, what do you think about tenses? Is it really important? for communicating clearly, fluently, confidently, accurately? Or is it something that isn't that important to you um, as long as you can communicate your thoughts in an organized manner, people understand you, then you're, it's good enough for you? Tell us in the chat what you think about this issue. Are tenses important? And I'll give you my answers as well. And I have a quiz for you to check whether you do know your tenses um, and if you have any difficulty with tenses. So we'll talk more about that and more. I've got a big announcement as well. I'd like for you to sign up now for our free online grammar bootcamp at myenglishmatters.com forward slash grammar dash bootcamp if you haven't yet. We have... Uh, three video lessons for you. It's all about tenses. It's going to be exciting. We're going to go back to the basics, basically. So we're excited to announce that it's free. So sign up now. Limited time, basically. It's it's not available forever. So if you're here with me live, it's still available for you to watch that. So make sure you sign up by going to myinstrumentist.com forward slash grammar dash bootcamp. Okay, all right, so let's come back to this issue. Are tenses important? And if you're wondering what exactly are tenses, I don't know what it is. I'll go uh, through that in detail. So let's do this. Okay, so basically tenses are grammatical structures in languages that indicate the time, the time at which an action, event, or state occurs. So we're talking about an action. So we in English that involves uh, verbs. We're talking about is it happening now or is it something that will happen in the future or has it already happened? So a lot of things that we have to think about when it comes to time. In English, there are three primary tenses, past, present, and future. And I'm sure you remember, you have learned all of these tenses back in school, right? So let's go through some of the basic first. So we've got the past tense that is used to describe actions, events, or states that have already occurred before the present moment. So past tense, right? Here's an example. She walked 
to school yesterday. Where is our verb? Our verb is in the word walked. That is our action. And if you have noticed, when I say walked, you could hear me say the ed and it sounds like t there. That shows that the verb is happening in the past. So we're using the past tense here. She walked to school yesterday. Not she walk without ed. Right? So be careful with that. If you still get confused, should I add ed or um, what should I do with my verb? This is an important issue that you need to know. Okay? Now let's talk about the present tense. So what is that? Now that is used to describe actions, events or states that are happening now or are generally true. So present, the present moment is generally true or it's happening right now. For example, he reads books every day. He reads books every day. Where is our verb? R-E-A-D-S there. He reads. Now remember, we have to agree with the subject. He is singular. Reads is our singular verb. So make sure it agrees. So he reads books every day. That shows to me that it's his habit. It's a habitual action that he does. He reads books every day. Every day shows that it's happening now and it's ongoing. Right. Now let's go to our future tense. So this is used to describe actions, events or states that will happen after the present moment. How do we know? We have to use will plus our verb. So I'll call you tomorrow or I will call you tomorrow. Will call there. Two verbs there, will plus call to indicate that I'm going to be doing this tomorrow. Not now, not today, but I'll do this tomorrow. I'll call you tomorrow. I promise I'll call you tomorrow. So just now I talked about past, present and future, but it's a little bit more complicated than that because each tense can be further divided into different forms to convey more specific timing and relationships between events. So as I've said, there are three tenses, right? But we're going to divide it into smaller categories then, all right? So there are actually 12, 12 primary tenses which are categorized into four main groups. Okay, now let's take a look at our simple tense here. So we have simple present tense, simple past tense, simple future tense. And these tenses are called simple because they're used to express actions, events, or states without indicating the progressive aspect. We're not talking about an ongoing action or we're not really talking about a completed action with relevance to another time. So that's why it's called simple. Now we have a continuous tense. Sometimes in grammar books, it's referred to the progressive tense. So present continuous tense, past continuous tense, future continuous tense. 
these tenses are called continuous because they emphasize the ongoing nature of an action or event. We're talking about the action happening for quite some time. It's ongoing. It's the length of time, the duration is just ongoing. So it's a long time. It's not just one short um, action. So continuous. And then we have the perfect tenses. Now this is what I call tricky because my students often get confused with the perfect tenses. They don't know how to use them correctly. They get confused with the verbs, with the structure, which verb to use, which form of um, verbs to use. So this, if you know this, then you're good to go. So I'm going to talk about the names of these uh, tenses first, the perfect present tense, past perfect tense, and the future perfect tense. If these tenses are called perfect because they indicate the completion of an action or event at a point in time or before another action or event. So it is a little bit confusing. It is a little bit tricky. And I think that if you are, if you want to get to the next level, then you should try to master the perfect tenses. Okay? Because once you know the perfect tenses, then you know how to use the perfect continuous tense otherwise known as the perfect progressive. Under the perfect continuous tense, we have the present perfect continuous tense, past perfect continuous tense, and then future perfect continuous tense. So these tenses combine the aspects of both, what we call the perfect, which indicates completion, and the continuous part, which indicates ongoing action. Okay, so there we go. These are our 12 tenses. And there's quite a lot um, of rules and tricky bits to it. And now my question to you is, do you need to know the names of these tenses to speak and write well? Let me know in the comments what you think. What's your answer to this? Let's have a bit of, um, of a chat. What do you think about this? Do you need to know the names of these tenses? I just gave you the 12 names. Is it okay if you don't know or is it good for you if you do know the names of these tenses? What do you think? Well, it's not as easy as simple as I would say yes or no, I think. Okay. Right. Yes, I would say let's go with first yes. Knowing the names of these tenses can be beneficial why it adds clarity so let's let's go with yes first because it adds clarity when you know the names of the tenses it can help clarify the timing and the duration of actions or events in your mind it's for you and when it's clear in your mind it leads to clearer communication so it does help especially for those of you who love these technical names good for you. It's clear for you in your mind. And then when you write, you can edit yourself. You're like, oh yeah, this is wrong. I wrote in the wrong tenses. I've mixed my tenses. That's good. Which helps with accuracy because then you can use them correctly in writing and speaking, right? Especially if you know that you're going to be sitting for an oral exam 
or maybe they are testing whether you are suitable enough to um, be representing your your company out there, right, with other native speakers, for example, or speakers of the English language, then they would probably want you there because you are accurate uh, with your tenses, for example, okay? And of course, it's good to know the names of these tenses if you are teaching and learning. So for language learners and educators, like teachers, I can see teachers here in the comments here, like Raja Norhaniza, right? Well, wonderful. I believe that teachers would say, knowing the names of these tenses can ease the um, teaching part and the learning because it provides common language um, for discussing grammar concepts, right? Your students are on the same page as you. You know where they get stuck and you get to highlight which part. And we're all, you know, you and your students are in this together. So that's why it's good to know the names of these tenses. But then let's argue against, no, meaning that no, knowing the names of these tenses may not be necessary. So you might be agreeing with this because you think that, well, you know, native speakers, they naturally use tenses correctly. They don't really know the names and that is true. Let me know if you're a native speaker, if you're here in the comment section, that you speak the language accurately because you have acquired the language since birth. So you don't really care or know about the names of these tenses. It's fine, right? So it's true, yes, native speakers have this intuition instead and the exposure to the language, so they do not need to know the names of these tenses. What about practical communication? I believe that in everyday communication, it is your ability to convey ideas effectively that's more important than knowing the technical terminology of grammar. And I believe that you need to focus on function. So rather than memorizing names, you focus instead on how the tenses function in conveying meaning. And that could be more valuable for practical language use. But if you do know them, that's even better to me. So it's a bit of my answer would be a bit of a yes and a no. And no okay. But at the end of the day, I believe that the key is to develop a deep understanding of how tenses work. You don't have to know the names, but you have an understanding of how tenses work and how they're used in context to convey meaning accurately. So we're talking about conveying meaning accurately. It's not the same as conveying um, or speaking fluently. So fluently doesn't have to do much with grammar, but it, it has to do with how you organize your ideas in your mind and how you convey them, okay? But I believe that if you have a strong foundation of grammar and tenses, uh, then you can speak more confidently and accurately and precisely, which, is, which are all good things. So now... I'm going to test you. I've got a quiz for you. I have 10 questions and I'm going to test whether you know some of these basic um, 
basic tenses here. So are you ready for a quiz? You can write in the comment section the answers to the quiz. So let's do this. Number one. She blank. So she watched a movie when I called her last night. So is it she is watching or she was watching or she will watch or she watched A, B, C or D? She is watching A, a movie when I called her last night. She, B, was watching a movie when I called her last night. She, C, will watch a movie when I called her last night. Or she, D, watched a movie when I called her last night. A, B, C or D. Right. For number one, let's go through the answer for number one first. If you wrote, was watching or be, well done. This is the past continuous tense. She was watching a movie when I called her last night. You have to take a look at the context. There are verbs here, was watching, and then I called her last night. We have to make the verbs agree. And that means that we have to look at the context as well. Is it happening in the past? Is it an ongoing thing? Yes. So past continuous tense here. So if you wrote B, one B, well done. What about number two? So make sure if you're going to write in the comments, I can see which number you're on so that I'm not, you know, I'm, uh, uh, so I can keep track of where you are. For number two, yesterday I blank to the gym after work. Yesterday, I go, A, B, went, C, I'm going, D, will go. Yesterday, I, A, go, B, went, C, I'm going, D, will go to the gym after work. Number two, if you answered, Yesterday, I went, which is B, the simple past tense. You are right. You're correct. Yesterday, I went to the gym after work. I went yesterday, right? In the past. Simple past tense. Let's go to number three. We, blank, dinner when the power went out. We, A is eat. B are eating. B will eat, uh, C will eat, excuse me, D were eating. We, we, what were we doing? <laughs> so the answer is we were eating. That would be D. We were eating, past continuous tense. We were eating dinner when the power went out. So the power went out. Now they, um, you're eating dinner in the dark, okay? We were eating dinner when the power went out. We were eating. So how are you guys doing? Hopefully, so far, so good. I've got a few more. I've got 10 for you. Okay, let's go to number four, Sarah. Sarah, blank, for her exams all week. Sarah, study, A, B is studying, 
C. Studied. D. Will study. Ooh, this is a difficult one. Sarah. A. Study. B. Is studying. C. Studied. D. Will study for her exams all week. Number four. The answer is... Are you guys thinking? Let's do it. All right. It's actually B. Sarah is studying for exams all week. Ooh, it's the present continuous tense. She's studying for exams all week. This is her intention. She's going to do it. She's going to do it now. She's going to do it for the rest of the week. She's studying for exams all week. Present continuous tense. Well done. For number five, they blank football every Sunday morning. They play a, a B plays, they C are playing, a D will play football every Sunday morning. It might be a bit tricky. I, I might see different answers. Okay. So the clue is actually in the word every. So it's a habitual thing. It's, um, it's something that they do as a routine. So I am looking for they play football every Sunday morning. It shows to me that they do this as a routine on Sunday. So when we indicate that it's something that they often do, we use the uh, simple present tense and make sure it's they play, not they plays, unless we can use plays with he, uh, he, he plays football every Sunday morning, which is also in the simple present tense. But our subject is they, which is plural. So we use the verb play so be careful with that this is our subject verb agreement okay so take a look at the word every to show me that you're 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 using this um the context is that it's an habitual thing it's a routine so play okay for number six she a book when the phone rang she a she read a book when the phone rang. She is reading a book when the phone rang. C, she was reading a book when the phone rang. Or D, she will read a book when the phone rang. So is this happening in the past? When I read, she read, she A, she read. Oh, you could, I could also read it as she read. So for A, so there are two ways to read that. Number six. What do you think is the answer? Let's see. Okay. Hmm. A lot of you have said C. Well done. She was reading a book when the phone rang. If you notice, was reading the past continuous tense is always used when we're talking about another event, interrupting it. So the past continuous. So she was reading a book. You know, she was doing it for some time. And then the phone rang interrupting her whatever her focus okay she was reading a book so well done right bit more bit more are you guys okay yes for number seven let's do number seven we 
We okay, this is difficult. <clears throat> we live in the city for five years now. Is it we live a? Is it B we lived with the ED? Is it we are living in the city for five years now or we have lived in the city for five years now? Number seven. Number seven. Are you guys there? You guys thinking? Seven D, some of you are writing that. I can see in the comment. Aisha Zainal. Brilliant. Mohamed Zaidi D. Okay. All right. Yay. I think so. Okay. I think you're ready. Yes. So we, D, have lived in the city for five years now. It is um, the tense that we're using is the present perfect tense. Does it mean that we, the we here, we're still living in the city? When we use have lived, yes, it shows that we're still living in the city and it's been five years. Four, five years shows that it's been five years and we're still living there. That's what it means. Okay? So be careful with this one. This is our per present perfect tense. And as I've said, most of my students... Um, find the perfect tenses tricky, challenging. Okay, so be careful with this one. For number eight, what's your answer for number eight? We talk about your project tomorrow morning. Is it we talk A or is it B? We will talk about your project tomorrow morning. We talked about your project tomorrow morning or we're talking about your project tomorrow morning. Take a look at the time there. Is it happening now? Is it happening in the past? Is it happening? Not yet happening. It's going to happen tomorrow. So for number eight, number eight. And normally when we use this tense, Let's take a look at the answers first. So the answer is, we will talk. We'll talk about your project tomorrow morning. Normally, when we speak, we contract we with will. So it sounds like this, will. We'll talk. We'll talk. And it sounds like I've swallowed l there. So I don't really say we will. It just becomes will. We'll talk about your project tomorrow morning. So this is like an intention or... Um, a sort of a sort of um, a plan that you're going to make and it's going to happen tomorrow. So we'll talk about your project tomorrow morning. Okay. So 8B. For number nine, I, okay, now we're going to make this statement negative. I blank that movie yet. Is it I, A, don't see that movie yet? I won't see that movie yet, I haven't seen that movie yet, or I am not seeing that movie yet. What's the natural way to say this in a negative, um, as a negative statement? I, okay, if you 
chose C. That's right. I haven't seen that movie yet. It's the present perfect tense. So not don't see, won't see, am not seeing. Completely um, unnatural. It's wrong. Uh, the tenses are a little bit off here. So be careful. Most of my students also get confused with forming the negative sentence. Like, what do I do? How do I form it? I don't know the difference between don't and won't and haven't. So if you get stuck here, um, just write write your notes, you know, so that you know, oh, this is where I get stuck. Okay. Now, let's go to my final question. If you have questions as well, Aisha, my assistant, she will help answer questions if you're here with me live. Okay. Number 10. All right. I still... Oh, no, I've written that. The answers are there revealed already. I still not understand the 12 senses. Is it I still doesn't understand? I still don't understand. I still haven't understand. And I still not understanding. The answer is already there on screen. If you're listening on the podcast, you, you don't know the answer. So the answer is I still don't understand the 12 tenses. So we're using the present um present simple tense excuse me there we'll edit that slide later on all right so there we go if you still don't understand the 12 tenses if you still have a lot of questions you are still unsure about how to form these tenses accurately then come join me we have our free online class the grammar Bootcamp, the past present and future tenses i'll be teaching you if you haven't yet signed up, go to our website, myenglishmatters.com forward slash grammar dash bootcamp to sign up for our free online class. It's going to be really fun. We're going to go back to the basics. We have uh, the present simple tense, the present continuous tense, stative and dynamic uh, verbs. We'll talk about the past simple tense, the present perfect tense, the past perfect tense, and then we'll talk about verb forms subject verb agreement and the future tense it's quite a lot so this is something that we have recently recorded and it's free for you if you sign up by going to myenglishmatters.com forward slash grammar dash bootcamp if you uh, sign up there you go there and you'll get our training it's going to be free for now so this is a limited time training meaning that it's only available until Wednesday, um, 28th of February, okay? So make sure you go to myenglishmatters.com forward slash grammar dash bootcamp to register. So make sure that um, you, do, you sign up, watch the training. We've got worksheets for you. We've got a lot of um, amazing stuff, but... It's a limited limited time training for you. So if you're still wondering, how do I form these tenses? I don't understand them. We walk you through them in detail in our free um, online class. It's a video training for you. So that's it from me then. Thank you so much for participating. Um, I have enjoyed your looking at your answers. And I'll see you uh, soon in class. So with that, thank you very much, everybody.
Bye. Assalamualaikum. Thanks for listening to this episode of the My English Matters podcast. Please make sure to click the subscribe button if you haven't yet and leave a review of this podcast if you like it. If you'd like to learn even more with us, then join our members monthly program where we hold monthly classes and speaking practice. For more info and to register, visit myenglishmatters.com forward slash members.